And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It's seemingly the most obvious thing on the planet. It's the one thing that could unite an entire nation. And for whatever reason, nobody wants to do anything about it. I don't get it. It makes no sense. We will discuss coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can always find the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can check us out on SiriusXM Channel 83 and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever the hell you are taking part in the program. We always appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We have earned this, okay? We have earned this day For most of you around the country, 
it is already Sunday. The first Sunday in the NFL season, okay? But now there are some people in Hawaii, but listen, you've, you've got the weather and you've got all the beaches and all the other things. I was there last week. I saw it all. So you already get all the advantages anyway. So at least you can do is, is wait three hours to join us on this Sunday. But nonetheless, we have earned this. I want you to think about every dumb story. I want you to think about every bad take, every crummy playoff game, every World Cup matchup, every golf tournament, every NBA summer league game or conversation you heard on radio. Think about all of that garbage that they fed you like you were the DeLorean in Back to the Future and think about getting rid of all that because the NFL is here. Round of applause. It is back. We have earned this. This is ours. We have earned this right. I am the only one clapping right now. We have earned this. And there they are, the live studio audience, thrilled at the idea of the National Football League back in our lives for at least the next several months before we all get tired of it by like week 12. But before we get to that, I've always wondered what it's like to go. Do you ever think about, man, I would love to go back in time and see what this is like. You go back to an era to see what this is like. You're like, I'd love to go back in time before toothbrushes were invented. Like, none of you guys thought, man, my mouth is killing me. What do you think it is? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you're doing shots of jelly with with pure sugar inside of it, and uh, and your mouth is rotting away on the insides. I have no idea. How do you think you might combat that? Well, I don't know. Well, do you bathe? Yeah, I bathe. Okay, how do you feel after you bathe? I feel clean. I don't know. Maybe come up with something that'll clean your mouth. I, it seems like a pretty obvious thing to me. I've always wondered if there was somebody... Uh, even on on uh, you know, and, and not a high-ranking capacity before the toothbrush was invented, that thought, "Hey guys, uh, just uh, just an idea here. If we continue to put that stuff in our mouth and we continue to eat it, and if we continue to feel like crap afterwards, maybe we should stop doing that. Just an idea. Like I'd love to go back in time and meet that person who had that thought beforehand, or the person who realized." Yeah, while you're driving, it's not a good idea to not have your eyes on the road. Seems like an obvious thing, but it's not a good idea to look away or try and do your makeup or anything else like that. Seems like a pretty obvious thing. I'd love to find out the first person who realized that, what it was like before then, before somebody realized that. And the reason I bring it up is because we are currently living with that right now. You don't, you don't normally get this as a sports fan. right? You don't normally get this opportunity. Like I always tell people, embrace the UFC while you can, because it's the biggest sport that we are all getting to see from an embryonic state. Now, we're not talking about the UFC now, but we're talking about something that we are all going to see from an embryonic state. And that something is what I like to refer to as the dumbest rule in sports. It's the worst. It makes no sense. It doesn't add up, it rewards the wrong person, and it rewards the wrong team who did nothing to earn it. Nothing whatsoever, and they should not be rewarded. That rule reared its ugly head again in the Clemson-Texas A&M game, which was fantastic, by the way. The Texas A&M-Clemson game, where a Texas A&M player reached for the goal line, had the ball batted out of his hands, it looked like... 
it may have gone out of the end zone. And so, of course, because Clemson didn't recover it, Clemson was given the ball. Who the F does that make sense to? Find me one person that can make me a logical explanation as to why that rule makes sense. Nobody agrees on it. Nobody likes it. Nobody can understand it. I can't find one person who says, yeah, I kind of get why they do it. It doesn't make any sense at all. Why should the team who didn't recover the fumble get the ball back and then get 20 yards? I don't get it. Like, could you imagine if if uh, the person uh, you, you were working same capacity as somebody in an opening cabinet at your job, all right, and it was going to involve a pay raise? And so you realize they're going to make the announcement coming up on Friday. And so it gets to Thursday, and you think you got the gig because you've been to work on time, you dressed up, you worked well, you performed, and the guy you were competing against, he's shown up to work hungover every single day. And then Friday comes around and they give him the promotion. What the hell sense does that make? Like, why should the team that doesn't recover the fumble get the ball and get 20 yards on top of it? It doesn't make any sense. You're rewarding somebody who didn't do anything, and you're giving them yards. You're giving them one-fifth of a football field for not doing anything. It doesn't make any sense. And it still is here. And it happened again on Saturday. And I got news for you. It's going to happen in the NFL this season. It'll happen in college football this season. You saw Derek Carr get jobbed reaching for the goal line on Sunday night football against the Cowboys a year ago. Uh, I want to say it happened in the Patriots-Jets game as well, too. It's I, I know it happened in the Bears-Packers game. I think it was Benny Cunningham. Why I remember that shows what kind of life I have, who reached for the goal line and and hit the pylon and the ball came loose and he lost the ball and it was given to the Packers plus 20 yards. It doesn't make sense and it's still here. Why? I can't find one person who says I'm okay with the rule. And it's not like we don't go over rule changes. There are rule changes every single offseason. How many different variations of the catch rule have been modified? I mean, how many more toppings can we put on that pizza before it falls through the dough? It doesn't make sense. You adjust rules every single offseason. You look at different rules every single offseason. Replays, the catch rule. Now targeting is the big one. Where to place your helmet. How to properly tackle. But nobody within the NFL or college football has raised their hand and said, hey, just an idea here. Um, What about that one really effing dumb rule where a team loses a ball out of bounds, the other team doesn't recover it, but they get the ball and 20 yards? Are we going to do anything about that or no? It doesn't – I I bang my head against the wall every single year that this is not something that's talked about. Like, you'll address the extra point. Hey, guys, the extra point, we need to move it back 13 yards. Way too easy of a play. Okay, what about the uh, 20 yards you give a team for not recovering a fumble? All right, who's next? Like, you know, like nobody pays attention to this. Nobody talks about it. It's never discussed, never brought up. 
Like, it's the one thing. You want to bring the country together? There's a lot of discussion about how the country's really divided. Nobody can get along. It's a really divisive place right now. Everybody's angry. Everybody's getting emotional on social media. Everybody's calling out somebody else for being mean to them on Twitter, Instagram. Like, nobody can can bust each other's balls anymore without somebody getting offended. You want to bring the country together? You want to you wanna, uh, get rid of the divide? Bring the country together with a unified goal. Bring the country together with something that everybody can agree on. That that rule where the ball goes out of the back of the end zone goes to the other team and they get 20 yards for not recovering the fumble is the worst rule in sports and it should be thrown out. Gone. Done. You want to bring the country together? Do that. Have Trump tweet that out. You want to get people fired up over a political talk? Have them tweet that out. I I just, I don't get it, man. Every year there's an issue with this thing. Every single year. Nobody's thought, hey, maybe this is a bad idea. (laughs) Like, like, hey, man, my teeth are killing me. Well, it's the 1700s, and uh, we just discovered chocolate, and you've had it 16 hours in a row. Why do you think that might be? I don't know. Well, maybe you should clean them. Nobody's thought about this. it, It blows my mind. I'm telling you, we are getting an opportunity because this is so dumb and because it's such an obvious fix to actually see what it was like back in the old days when people were just discovering things or inventing certain things. We're just now getting to see it. And it's this rule. We're living in a time where we know something needs to be fixed. We know something's broken, but nobody has stepped up and done it. So I'm telling you, that was my, my point about the UFC. Embrace the UFC now because you're getting to see a sport in its embryonic state. So it's kind of cool to watch it grow. Right now, when that rules around, everybody's looking going, hey, this is dumb. We don't agree on it. Go to anybody's Twitter account. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, maybe we should get this changed. Still here, though. <laughs> it, it, it's uh, uh, astonishing to me that, I, that this has not been discussed. You'll discuss uh, uh, lowering the helmet uh, or what's a catch for the 15th time in a row, but you won't discuss this. Makes no sense. All right. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number, 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. Uh, up next here on Fox Sports Radio, there is something that is so painfully obvious in the world of football. An entire team got exposed. Find out who we're talking about next on FSR. Can't wait. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So we have got a major update that we want to get to. I Man, I want to say it's the first time... We've done it this season. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that here coming up in, uh, in just a couple of minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, we're also going to continue our NFL season preview. We did the AFC, every single division, broken down, picks in order. I gave you all my picks for the AFC on yesterday's show. I'm going to bang out the NFC. I know we've already had one game, Atlanta-Philly. It's not going to impact uh, my picks for the, uh, for the NFC. Not whatsoever 
Uh, these have we've already done, already put in. I'm not here to cheat, so we'll get to those um, and start that with another division, this time out of the NFC, uh, coming up in about 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, you ever watch or you hear something and it just looks different? You, you've seen things that are, that are the same, but this one's different. Like you can say whatever you want about Eminem, the rapper. I'm not a big rap guy. It's not my thing. But when he first came out, you knew it was rap, but it was just different. It's just a different vibe to it. Um, like, like there's a lot of places that sell burgers, but you go to this one spot and you have one and it's just different. There's just a different level, different quality. Like there's certain things that they just do it a little bit better. And it's so obvious once you see it or once you taste it or once you hear it or whatever. That's what Georgia, South Carolina look like. Those are two SEC teams. Those are two teams that were are within uh, about two and a half hours driving distance of each other, the campuses, uh, Athens to Columbia. Those are two teams that recruit the same players, same region, not that far apart. They're in the same conference. They play the same level of football, Division One, and it was so obvious <laughs> the difference between the two teams. And they're both ranked. Georgia's a top five team. South Carolina was 24th. It's in Columbia, a great environment for college football. Georgia's a young football team, and Georgia absolutely smoked them. They were just better. You didn't have to know football. You could have never watched football. You could have just turned that on, and you could have identified that one team was significantly more talented than the other. Now, whether Will Muschamp turns around South Carolina and 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 they you know have a you know, bring back the glory days of when Spurrier had a good three four year run, who knows? But it was so obvious, and there's certain examples that you'll get um, sometimes in sports to where, like when you see Russell Westbrook play, it's just different, man. The way he drives to the basket, his energy, the ferocity, it's just different. Watching Russell Westbrook. Um, I remember having a conversation with Brady Quinn, my radio wife here, Sunday nights on Fox Sports Radio. And Brady Quinn said, keep in mind, Brady Quinn, big dude, athlete, played at the highest level in college. He said, you you get out there, the first time he saw Cam Newton throw the ball in pregame warmups, he just looked and said, well, Jesus, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't. I, I that's I can't I mean that's just different man like some like it's just different. You've heard guys that have been hit by Conor McGregor before, like they call it the touch of death. Uh, an MMA trainer gave it the term. Yeah, he's got the touch of death. Like I mean, a lot of people have left hands in MMA or in boxing. That's just different. Feels different. Uh, just just shuts your body down. Hits your off switch. Georgia South Carolina reminded me of all those. You saw South Carolina get the ball, and they just had to work so hard to do anything. And there were only a couple of games that were top 25 matchups uh, in college football because it was the week two dog-ass schedule they gave us every single year. But you watched Georgia-South Carolina, and it just had a different vibe, man. When Georgia got the ball, it was just, okay, well, how are they going to score? And South Carolina, I mean, listen, they're a, a top 25, top 30 team in the country. That was a big game for them. Inexperienced Georgia team. And it was just a different level. 
seeing Georgia play South Carolina. Pretty a, a really, really impressive win for Georgia. And if you're Georgia moving forward, if you actually look at how Georgia's schedule breaks down, Georgia's toughest games are at LSU and home against Auburn. They might run the table. I mean, they may, with this game, depending on how the rest of the SEC shakes out and if they get to the SEC title game, they were really, really impressive for a young unit um, on Saturday in Columbia, a tough environment. All right, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. I do want to welcome in the crew here on FSR. They're going to be riding shotgun with me until 6 a.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the pride of Iowa State. Iowa Sam, everybody. Good to the last Our technical drop. producer here. Tough loss for my Cyclones. Is that what they're called? Yeah, the, the Iowa State Cyclones. Yeah, yeah that was now, a tough game to now, watch. Should I, if I wanted to, I could get Iowa Sam fired. How? Oh, yeah? yeah, I don't think you could. But tell uh, me how. Because how? I sent him over a gif of an Iowa State fan via text <laughs> message on Saturday, and your response probably would get you fired. I could say it right here. <laughs> I don't think you should. I won't. Yeah, it was re- it was pretty funny though, wasn't it? Yeah, you, you got uh, a good chuckle out of it. Yeah, that. yeah, you are thrilled with that, huh? A dominating defensive performance, one of the worst football games I've ever seen. Fox or not, yeah. I felt bad for Tim Brando. Tim Brando had a, had a, a weather delay last week, and he got Iowa Iowa State this week. Good God, talk about getting dealt a two seven offsuit in Texas Hold'em. He, he said multiple times he loved the stadium stadium experience, but it was a pretty tough game to watch. It was the the only touchdown the game was scored in the last like five minutes it was it was rough but as a uh cyclone fan i'm thrilled about yeah. the loss wait i don't know Cross, yeah. dreams are crossed here but no it's a good day of college football now what's the after party like in iowa during after an iowa iowa state game uh game would have gotten done about 7 30 so people would uh, head downtown man it's a great scene go down to the bars oh man it's fun it's fun yeah. Yeah. A little, a little cow tipping. A little uh, who, can, um, who can make the best crop circle if, drunk. If cow tipping was like a shot you order at a bar, <laughs> then yes, cow tipping. Of course. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I had a joke there I will not use because it will offend somebody. So I'll leave that alone. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Mike Mayer is your executive producer here at Fox Sports Radio. We call him Mike the Nightmare. This is my nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah, man. Browns, baby. Yeah. Mike Mayer's Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Hosting the uh, Le'Veon Bellis Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm feeling pretty good, man. I yeah. mean, it's weird for a guy who hasn't seen a win in like two years, but I feel pretty good. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. And uh, and and, ladies and gentlemen, we have not done this all year. All right. This is the first time that we haven't done it in months and months and months because this, as the schedule would have it, and I was gone last week, as the schedule would have it, um, we have not had an opportunity. But there's only one man. Who can deliver us the goods? As we find out now, we bring in our national update anchor, Ralph Irvin, to give the good news or the bad news to our degenerate gambling friends. This is where we check in with our beloved Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Always the late game when we take over in the fall here on Fox Sports Radio during football season when we are on the air. That is our team of record, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. And for the latest, Ralph Irvin, Hawaii, a 17.5-point favorite over Rice. How did things shape up? They have just gone final in the great island of Oahu. It has just gone final at Aloha Stadium, and Hawaii is a 43-29 winner over the Rice Owls. So, so they did not cover. They did not cover. Jeez, Aloha, brother. Look, they blew out Navy a week ago. Um, man. 
Cole McDonald, 22 of 33, 319 yards, four touchdowns in the air for the Rainbow Warriors, who are now 3-0 and on this college football season. Look at that, man. Their over-under win total was 3.5 for the season. 3.5. They're sitting at 3-0 and right now. They're going to be in the top 25, man. I'm telling you, they're going to be in the top 25. By the way, I was at that, uh, at that stadium uh, a week ago. Um, courtesy of my my friends at uh, AM uh, uh, eight thirty and also Fox Sports nine ninety, our great affiliate on the island of Oahu, yeah, could use some repairs. Uh, there's a couple of spots there I was concerned about uh, in in walking around, but uh, but yeah, good for Hawaii three and zero, Ralph. Let's just say that our our cousins are at the ninth aisle in Las Vegas, ca- ready to cash those chips for the overwinds um, for the year. I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you how much. It made me smile to walk into Aloha Stadium with my girlfriend and see a big wave booth that only served big wave beer from Kona a week ago. I mean, the, the chills that ran through my my body. And then also when I, Ralph Irvin, I asked Ralph if he wanted anything from uh, the Hawaii game. And Ralph said, uh, yeah, I'll take a hat. I have a really big head. I was like, yeah, it's not that big. Give me a break. I got the largest hat I could find. I don't think it fits, Ralph. It fits. It does it. It fits. Everybody on our show has a big head. I realize that. Uh, Ralph, what size hat do you wear? Old school, new era uh, measurements. Uh, I'm curious. About seven and seven eighths. Yeah, right. It's, you're a seven and seven eight guy. Yeah. Man, what do you? Uh, let's have a head off. <laughs> Should we have a head off? I think Richie Incognito tried to have one of those at yeah. a funeral home. Jeez. Uh. <laughs> I got the good joke. Ted Williams Jr. did oh, too. Oh, come on. <laughs> You, yeah, you leave. By the way, did they Ted Williams? They put his head. Was that a Yeti cooler, or, or did they go old school igloo with uh, Ted Williams' head? Uh, yeah. Keep it together, Ralph. Um, uh, so seven and seven eighths for Ralph and Sam. What are you an eight? Well, if I have my hair grown out, I'm an eight, but I'll wear a seven and seven eighths too. What, what so about Ralph you, Mike? About the same. Mike, you have a small head, right? Um, I guess I, I I don't look at the hat sizes that I wear. I yeah. just I don't, I don't know. Put, I just put on hats and they normally fit me. So I have a small head. Yes. Uh, Marshawn Lynch uh, is joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. I, you know he's got an off day uh, on Sunday because he's playing Monday night for the Raiders. Marshawn, does Mike Mayer have a small head? Maybe. Okay. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox is the phone number. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. We'll go ahead and sum up this last segment. We started at uh, Georgia, South Carolina, and ended up at uh, Ted Williams' head. So that is how the show goes off the rails in Winning. a professional format here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, coming up next here on FSR, we will continue our NFL season preview. The first division up out of the NFC, and. I feel awful about what I'm about to do. That is coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest, it's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And we do start with college football, where there was a big upset at the end of the night. Arizona State handling number 15, Michigan State, 16-13. to The Sun Devils with a game-winning field goal as time expired. The other big upset of the day saw Kentucky winning over Florida. The number 25 Gators lose to the Wildcats for the first time in 31 years. 27-16, the final wins for basically everybody else in the top 25 over their opponents. Number 10, Stanford, a 17-3 win, though, over number 17, 
Southern Cal. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience at the U.S. Open Women's Final. 20 seed Naomi Osaka becomes the first Japanese major winner in tennis. She wins over number 17 seed Serena Williams, 6-2, 6-4. And on the Diamonds, Colorado, a 4-2 win over the Dodgers. The Rockies lead L.A. by a game and a half in the National League West. Atlanta beat Arizona 5-4. The Diamondbacks, two and a half back of Colorado. Back to you. Thanks, Ralph. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Um, All right, so we started this on yesterday's show where I have my NFL season previews. So I wanted to divide it up. We did the AFC yesterday, and now we've got the NFC coming up on this show. And all throughout the morning, I'm going to give my NFC picks. I'm going to start. I'm going to go division by division. At the end of the show, I will release my Super Bowl pick. All right, A Super Bowl pick I felt really good about at the time I made the pick. And now I don't. Okay, I don't feel good at all. Uh, major things have changed, but I'm a stubborn bastard, and I will continue to ride with my pick all the way through to the end, and we will go uh, hand-in-hand into the sea on the Titanic together like I normally do when I make picks before the season in the NFL. But we'll get to that later on. Right now, it is time for the first division up in the NFC. Blue 58! Hey, let's go! NFC West Preview. All right, the Rams were the surprise of the division a year ago, and they were the only playoff team followed by Seattle, Arizona, and San Fran in that order. I do not feel good about this, but I like the L.A. Rams to win the NFC West, okay? And the reason I don't like it is because it feels too good to be true. They are so talented from a football standpoint. Like, you've got key players on defense that are are playing in a contract year, Aaron Donald is back. I think the defense is going to be good. Wade Phillips is back, reunited with Aqib Tlaib. The offense seemed like they got better in the offseason. They added Brandon Cooks. I didn't like the idea of resting Jared Goff. I thought he should have gotten some reps with new weapons on the outside. Uh, He's had one good year as a quarterback. I'm going to go against what could happen with strong personalities in a locker room. Okay, When strong personalities are all in the same locker room, there tend to be problems. You've had some outliers. Seattle won a Super Bowl. Denver won a Super Bowl. It's happened before, but more often than not, that usually causes problems. I'm going to go against that. I like the L.A. Rams to win the division. They are completely stacked. I don't know if they have any holes on that team. Maybe a pass rusher, which is why I think they pursued Khalil Mack, but I like the Rams to win the NFC West. I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to finish second in the West, improving upon last year's uh, last place finish. They look like one of the better teams in football towards the end of 2017. Jimmy Garoppolo is back for a full season. I think the 49ers are going to take a step, but I'm not crazy about the weapons he's got on offense. They've already dealt with an injury right before the start of the season on offense. I think the defense should be better, and overall the team will be better, but I feel like they're still a year, maybe maybe two years away from really contending for a playoff spot. I like the 49ers second. The Arizona Cardinals, I think, are going to finish third in the NFC West. They had the lowest projected over-under win total when the odds first came out, and I loved the over at the time. I think it was around 5.5 or maybe 6.5. 
There is still talent there. David Johnson is back. He just signed a new contract, three more years with the Arizona Cardinals. Larry Fitzgerald is back. His transition from playing on the outside to becoming a dominant slot receiver has been remarkable. Chandler Jones is back. Patrick Peterson is back. The quarterback position is upgraded from where they were at a year ago. Sam Bradford can still play at a high level if you protect him. He's got enough talent around him that I think he can put up some numbers. And you've also got Josh Rosen there, who a lot of people felt like is the most ready quarterback to step in when he did come out of the draft. Christian Kirk could have an impact as a rookie. I think the defense was average a year ago. They're only going to get better. Steve Wilkes comes in from Carolina. He's a defensive guy. He takes over as head coach. I wonder about the offensive line. They were one of the worst in the league last year. You can only go up from there, but not far enough to be a real threat in the division. I like Arizona to finish third. And I like the Seattle Seahawks to finish last. They are a shell of what they were. And this article that came out in MMQB.com just reiterates everything that we talked about on this show and everything that we assumed. That there was a divide in the locker room. The organization made it a point that they were going to turn the keys over to Russell Wilson and make him the focal point of the future. And they were going to steer away from the divisive personalities that were there over the past several years. I don't care that Earl Thomas is back with the team. That's an awkward situation. Michael Bennett's gone. Richard Sherman's gone. Cam Chancellor's gone. I think Doug Baldwin and Russell Wilson are one of the best wide receiver quarterback combos in the NFL. Doug Baldwin's health is a little bit of an issue. Uh, I don't know what Brandon Marshall has to offer at this point. It's similar to, to Arizona. I think the offensive line could be a real problem. They were in a they were a bottom five line a year ago. I think the run game could suffer. Chris Carson looked good in the preseason, but Rashad Penny was a disappointment. I think this could be the beginning of the end for Pete Carroll in Seattle. It's been a fun ride, but I think it's starting to wind down there for, for Carroll in Seattle. And so with that, my NFC West standings for 2018, I got the Rams finishing first, followed by the 49ers, the Arizona Cardinals, and then the Seattle Seahawks finishing last. There we go. NFC West in the books. Three more to go here on Fox Sports Radio. Why were we talking about Ted Williams' head? Did anybody, like, where, where did the, I'm still puzzled by that. Was, that. was that Ralph Irvin? Bill Belichick, was that Ralph Irvin who brought up Ted Williams' frozen head? Coach? Well, what do you think? Well, I'm asking you because I don't know. I'm confused by the whole thing altogether. We were talking about head sizes, and Ralph Irvin brought up Ted Williams' frozen head. So, Coach Bill Belichick, one more time. I know you're getting ready for a big game against the Texans. One last time. Why did Ralph Irvin bring up Ted Williams' head? I don't have anything to add. Okay. Anything else? No. You can get okay. me on uh, on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. If you were offended by Ralph Irvin's uh, Ted Williams reference, uh, you can get Ralph Irvin on Twitter at Jeffrey Dahmer is where you can find Ralph. Uh, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, I'm going to say something that I think is going to piss off 75% of the country, but it's going to make one portion of the country really, really happy. Find out what it is next on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. God, I love Alice in Chains, man. I love Alice in Chains so much. I'm very angry, Ralph. <laughs> I love Alice in Chains. Uh, all right, so coming up here in just a couple of minutes, I'm going to get into a conversation about 
a lot of people try and claim. Okay, let's just get into it now. All right, we'll get into this now because a lot of people try and claim, and and it always bugs me and it pisses me off when people do the whole conference claim. Like during bowl season in college football, you'll get these people who just do the lazy ass move of ha ha. Look at this. The Big Ten is six and one in bowl games. The SEC is four and three. Ha ha. Better conference. It's so dumb, man. It's exhibition games, and why are you celebrating some other team in your conference? I don't celebrate when my neighbor gets a new car. Like I don't celebrate when my neighbor paints their house a different color. Like, like I don't celebrate if my neighbor gets a brand new ottoman. It's not mine. Like I don't, I don't run around and go, "Hey, look at this." Uh, so-and-so got a new Civic up the street. We did it, guys. No. That's just your neighbor. You don't claim it. You don't claim street pride. And for whatever reason, in college football, it's this dumb, and I don't know who started it. You can blame whatever conference you want, but they come up with these dumb ideas of let's all claim our conference is the best. So I, I, hate, I always speak out against it. I think it's dumb. It just, it's, it's lame. It makes no sense. But I do want to say this because they were watching before that uh, South Carolina Georgia game. They were showing the stadium and showing the crowd at Williams Bryce. And Williams Bryce in Columbia, where South Carolina plays, is one of the most underrated home field advantages in college football. I mean, it is a zoo, the place is crazy. Uh, if you ever saw the movie The Program, old school football movie, those football scenes were actually shot at Williams Bryce in Columbia, South Carolina. So when you watch The Program and Latimer and Joe Kane and all those guys from from The Program at Eastern U or whatever it was, all those football ce- uh, scenes were filmed at Williams Bryce. So it's a pretty nice venue, and the and the crowd packs it in, and it's a, it's craziness, and it's a lot of fun, great tailgates, all of it, and. I sent a tweet out because I, I lived, I covered the SEC, I worked, I've, I've seen multiple games at Williams-Brice. Last game I saw was in 2014. It was Georgia-South Carolina. And I sent a tweet out earlier on Saturday, and I just put Georgia at South Carolina 2014. It was right before the game had started. And it was after a long weather delay which meant another hour and a half to two hours for those people to tailgate because they didn't serve beers inside the stadium at that time. I don't know if they do now, but I think a lot of college football stadiums actually do serve beer now. Uh, I know they do in Hawaii. Uh, People were getting uh, blacked out uh, last week when I was at the Hawaii Navy game. But give them another hour and a half to tailgate after this long weather delay. So by the time kickoff started, it was pandemonium. Place was craziness. And it's Georgia, South Carolina, and it's a big rivalry. I just want to say this because it reiterated it and it got me to thinking about this. There's a conversation about which conference is the best environment to go see a game at. And I'm here to set the record straight. Okay. I went into it with an open mind and got there and covered the SEC and covered some of the ACC as well too because it's one of those states where you've got an ACC uh, powerhouse and an SEC powerhouse, covered college football, went in there with a completely open mind. I got a lot of family in Big Ten country. 
dad's family all from Illinois, uh, uh, a family sprinkled around the Midwest, a lot of family in Big Ten country. I was born and raised in Pac-12 country, all right? A lot of friends who, who went on to play football, were, a lot of them were in the Pac-12. Um, you know, being out here, a lot of friends who are UCLA season ticket holders in L.A., diehard USC fans, been to a USC game before the Coliseum's an absolute outhouse. Um, so, listen, Big Ten, Pac-12, seen it all. Nothing beats the SEC. It just doesn't. I love it. It, it doesn't beat it. I encourage everybody to go out there. Don't get all prideful about your conference. Don't get your feelings hurt because maybe somebody says the Big Ten is better. I encourage you to go to an SEC football game. When I saw the start of that game, and I know we're Fox, and I probably shouldn't be doing this, but the the CBS SEC music just revs my engine, man. That's on the Mount Rushmore as far as sports themes go, as far as music goes. But when I'm watching the start of that game... It brought back so many memories of going to an SEC football game, the environment, how crazy the scene is there. It's the best scene, the best environment in college football. I encourage everybody to get out there at some point. Go to an SEC game. Go to a South Carolina, Georgia. Go to a a Georgia, Florida. Go to an Alabama game. Get to the Iron Bowl if you can. It's it. It's a completely different level of passion as far as football goes, and it made me fall in love with college football again. I've told that story before. Out here in L.A., listen, UCLA, USC's cool. It's a big deal. A lot of people love USC when they're winning. Um, A lot of people are are kind of into UCLA, and it's cool. You played the Rose Bowl, and you played the Coliseum, and I guess it's historic, and it's really cool. And then I got out to, to the South, and I saw what real fandom was for college football. Nothing like it. It's the best. Uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, I did want to mention this. If you were looking for entertainment, at random times you want to find out like some entertaining things in the world of sports, I'm here to provide you with that entertainment. Um, there's a guy by the name of Colby Covington. I've talked about him before. He's an MMA fighter. Fights for the UFC. He was their interim welterweight champion. Well, there was a welterweight title fight. Um, not a very good card put together by the UFC, but Tyron Woodley defended his welterweight title and beat Darren Till, who's a young up-and-coming fighter, uh, choked him out in the second round. Colby Covington has turned into uh, the trash talker in the UFC outside of Conor McGregor. Here are the, um, the following tweets that Colby Covington sent out to some people that commented on the fight. First to Darren Till, the guy who lost. Go home, you can-crushing doughboy. You were never ready for primetime junior. Um, he said, uh, he said uh, this to Tyron Woodley. Tyron, you didn't blow it. Time for you to come see me at the Garden. America's champ has another promise to keep. Steven Wonderboy Thompson, also a guy in the division, congratulated, congratulated Tyron Woodley on the fight and said he'd be up for doing another fight against either Till or Tyron Woodley, to which Kobe Covington responded in a quote retweet the following. Oh, shut the hell up, you virgin. You're at the back of the line, choir boy. So there we go. Started at Ted Williams' head and then started talking virginity here, Fox Sports Radio. 
So we've got more on a developing situation in the NFL, a bad one at that, involving one of the best at his position. That coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can always check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are, taking part in a beautiful first Sunday in the NFL all over the place. We appreciate you doing so as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Like, there's a, there are two different ways that you can look at surprising news. Or if somebody does something that seems to be so egregious, there's a couple of different ways you can look at it. If you find out that uh, a couple that you know breaks up and it's a buddy of yours and they looked so happy and they were together for so long and she seemed so cool and she was down to earth and almost like one of the guys and gorgeous and had a, 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 so many great things going for her. And then all of a sudden, just out of the blue, when you didn't see any warning signs or anything whatsoever, he just breaks up with her. There are two different ways you can look at it. You can either say, A, what the hell are you thinking, man? Or B, well, what's really wrong with her then? That's how you need to look at this Le'Veon Bell situation in Pittsburgh. Le'Veon Bell didn't show up to the team bus to get on the plane and go to Cleveland to take on the Browns in the season opener. Not surprised. He left 800 something thousand dollars a game check on the table. Will not collect that. That money's gone. Almost a million dollars he's not going to collect as he did not make the trip with the Pittsburgh Steelers as they go into Cleveland to take on the Browns 1 p.m. Eastern time to kick off the season. And so there's a couple of different ways you can look at this. You can either look at these teammates, Roethlisberger, Offensive linemen, multiple teammates calling out Le'Veon Bell for not showing up. You can either look at him and say, well, what the hell's wrong with you guys? Or you can think, well, what the hell's wrong with Le'Veon Bell? Because for somebody to break one of the unwritten rules in the NFL, talked about in NFL circles everywhere, which is don't discuss another guy's money, that says a lot to me about him and how that guy is viewed in that locker room. So you can look at it in one direction. I'm looking at it in the other. And that says to me a lot about Le'Veon Bell and his standing within the locker room with those guys. Because that just doesn't happen. Like, you don't just dump somebody who seems perfect unless you got a really legitimate reason to do so. Like, there's got to be something more to the story. And so when Le'Veon Bell doesn't make the trip with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm not surprised. I I, I wasn't surprised at all. I don't know when he's going to show up. And think about how awkward that situation is going to be because it's only going to get worse. Like, it's not like one of those, hey, just show up. Don't worry about it. Look, you work together or you're on the same team. It doesn't mean you have to like each other. You remember when Bryce Harper got in a fight with Jonathan Papelbon in the dugout? Big-time physical altercation. Whatever. You show back up the next day, like one guy's job doesn't really impact the other guy's job. 
You know, you you, you kind of you work in unison, but but you're not really. I mean, it's not like you're you're a pitcher and you're a catcher. You're one's a pitcher, he's a relief pitcher. Another guy plays in the outfield. You know, but you get along, you move past it, no big deal, whatever. There's fights, there's skirmishes in locker rooms all the time in every sport. If you've ever played sport, uh, I, I played high school football. Some of the some of the best fights I've ever seen were in the locker room and the coaches weren't around. So that happens. But the problem is, the guys that called out Le'Veon Bell are the guys that block for him. That's a problem. There were rumblings a year ago that because Derek Carr didn't have the back of some of the offensive linemen when it came to the anthem and the kneeling issue, that some of the offensive linemen maybe didn't block as hard for Derek Carr as they could have. Like there was that, that was rum, there were rumblings of that. There were I I heard from some people that that may have happened. So now you get Le'Veon Bell, who clearly there's a divide there between that locker room and two of the most vocal people to discuss why he's not around and the most upset about him not being around are offensive linemen who have to block for him. It's a bad situation, man. Really bad. But there's a couple of ways that you can look at it going into outside of whose fault it is and what does this say. Emotionally, what does it do to the Steelers? Because you know the Browns are going to be fired up. They're going to be fired up because they haven't won uh, a football game uh, since Abe Lincoln was 10 years old. So the Browns are going to be fired up because they're going to try and win a football game and they're a much better team and they've got a much better roster and they're upgraded at quarterback and they've got a lot of talent. They were just on hard knocks. And a lot of people feel like the Cleveland Browns are at least going to improve significantly over what they were a year ago, which is an 0-16 football team. But if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, here's how this works. Either you struggle without Le'Veon Bell based on his workload and based on his skill set, or if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you say, F that guy, like you already have publicly. And it galvanizes the team. And the Steelers say, all right, we don't need him. Like, like there, There's more than just than Le'Veon Bell. We don't need to deal with this. And I actually lean towards the latter. I think he burned some bridges, and I think it's going to play out on, on the field. I really do. I, th- I think it's a bad situation, but I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are ready to move on, man. They don't want to deal with it. And how this gets resolved, and when he does decide to show up, if he does at all, I, 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 think, I don't think those guys care anymore. I really don't. Now, this could turn into an Emmett Smith situation back in the day. Emmett Smith held out, wanted a new contract. Dallas wouldn't budge. They played the first part of the season. I think Dallas lost their first two games, and Jerry Jones panicked and realized we got to get him back. And they went on to win a Super Bowl. But I think it's a different situation. I think the bridge is burned, and I think there's no telling how long it's going to last. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Um. People, people have got to, to, to calm down just a little bit, all right? And, and you've got to think pragmatically about a current situation in football, all right? Because I know it's easy to jump the gun, and I know it's easy to overreact to the start of a new era, especially in college football. I know it's really easy. But um, the Arizona Wildcats hired Kevin Sumlin to be their head coach, and um, they're not very good. Uh, they uh, they don't look good at all. They, they, they were exposed, they were embarrassed, and they were beat up by Houston on Saturday. 
And so now the narrative is turned to Kevin Sumlin. What's going on? Uh, uh, Why is this a situation? And people are already calling for Kevin Sumlin's job. I I talked to somebody who was pretty emotional, um, a, a guy who who is very pretty close to the program, played at Arizona for four years, a friend of mine. And I said, hey, what's what's the conversation like around Kevin Sumlin in Arizona? And he said, well, people aren't happy. He's like, he's got a really, really good quarterback, really dynamic. I know there may be a little bit of an ankle injury, whatever is the case, but people aren't happy about it. Like, how does that guy who's so dynamic become this version of himself with a head coaching change, it's got to be the coach. Like it, it, it's got to be what's happening with with Kevin Sumlin and his relationship, or his teaching, or whatever his development is of Khalil Tate. It's got to be. And so I, I just in talking to this guy, and again, this is somebody who's pretty close to the program, played there four years, okay, four year starter, and I said. I mean, he's he's not going to get fired, right? He said, no, absolutely not. The reason he's not going to get fired is because of what happened with Rich Rodriguez. That was such a disaster that Rich Rodriguez uh, put them in such a bad spot and it was such an embarrassment for the program. You think they're going to turn around and they're going to fire Kevin Sumlin? I don't care if he wins two games this season. You think he's going to get fired? You're out of your mind. Guess who knows that as well as anybody? Kevin Sumlin. When do you have the most pull at your job? Like, when when do you have the most say-so at your job when you're not a boss? When you work for somebody else, when do you have the most pull? Probably when you come in and you save them. You know, when so-and-so doesn't show up to work... Because they uh, uh, went on a two-day bender and disappeared like they're Barrett Robbins in Tijuana. And your boss calls you on your day off and you show up on two hours sleep. When do you have more pull at that company than on that day? And when are you more confident that you can ask for something and you're going to get it? Because you saved them. Because they realize that it's not ideal but it's better than what the alternative was. And so if you ever wanted a raise or you ever wanted them to pay for lunch or ever you ever wanted any sort of perk that you never get on a normal day, that's the time you ask when you bail them out. Kevin Sumlin knows it. This is almost a throwaway year. R- Rich Rodriguez put him in such a mess and it was such an embarrassment for the program that Kevin Sumlin knows he can step in and he's always going to have the built-in excuse of, well, these are Rich Rod's players. I don't know what you want me to do. Here's the alternative. Uh, you could have a guy who may or may not have exposed himself in his mesh uh, football shorts in the in the locker room. I mean, you could have that, possibly. The guy who may have had a bunch of affairs, you could have that back. Trying to turn around a program. Kevin Sumlin knows it. He's not going anywhere. He's not going to get fired, but strap in. Because the only thing worse than you going through bad times is the person across the street going through good times. And across the street, it's Arizona State, and they're 2-0 and with Herm Edwards. And they just knocked off a top 15 team on Saturday night. So just get used to it. It's just going to be a bad season. 
But Kevin Sumlin's not getting fired. Be realistic about what the situation is in Arizona. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox. The phone number also on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. As we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Coming up next, we will continue our NFL season preview more from the NFC and a surprising pick. I think you're actually going to be surprised by this pick. That's coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We will continue our NFL season preview. We've got another division out of the NFC coming up next. Uh, one of the more intriguing divisions in all of football. So we'll get to that here coming up uh, in just a couple of moments. Do want to let you know pro wrestler or porn star is coming up less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. If you've never heard the game before or never been a part of it, now is your opportunity. We took a one-week hiatus. Uh, I took a little bit of a vacation, which I have not done in several years. So after a one-week break, pro wrestler or porn star is back less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. 877-99 on Fox is the number to call if you want to be a part of it. 877-996-6369. That's 877-996-6369. Pro wrestler or porn star. It is Radio Gold. If you've never heard it before, do not go anywhere. You'll want to be a part of this here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Iowa Sam is our technical producer here at Fox Sports Radio. He's very giddy about his Iowa Hawkeyes and a high-scoring affair over the Iowa State Cyclones on Saturday. What is the do you guys get anything like do you get a like the Paul Bear axe or do you get like a uh and what do you guys exchange? So who gets like is there a trophy that goes around like a corn husk or something like that? <laughs> there is a trophy trophy it's called the Cyhawk trophy. Um it used to be this really rinky dink trophy that I actually liked it had a lot of character and then they got rid of it for one that nobody wanted at all. It was like a a father with his son in a basket of corn. And they were kneeling over it. It was the cheesiest thing. It never saw the light of day. It got created and they got rid of it. And then now it's just kind of like a run-of-the-mill generic. Uh, it's like a it's like a cyclone and a Hawkeye like staring at each other. Oh, so Cyhawk is the cyclone Hawkeye rivalry. Okay. Yeah, and they call it this the Cyhawk series, which you know they play women's basketball, men's basketball, football, <laughs> and then they it's kind of like a rivalry between the two schools. You get points for all the sports that they beat each other in head-to-head so oh, interesting yeah well, it's, it's good it's good yeah it, it even has uh even has sponsorship uh it's sponsored by iowa corn yeah, i'm not kidding I it's like a, a lobbying group uh, i'm looking yeah. at it now iowa corn Iowa corn Sponsor, sponsoring yep. the cyhawk tray and there's a corn husk separating the sci and the hawk yeah yep it's about as uh you know stereotyped as you can get we should do a remote from your family's farm in iowa can oh i'd love that? that i would love that just get blacked out oh sure yeah, and then go walk amongst the the soybeans and whatnot. I know. I just walk through the corn like uh, the movie Signs. Sure. Yeah, just yeah. scare people. Reach reach under the door and like uh, have somebody chop off your fingers like the alien yeah. on Signs. Swing away, Meryl. Yeah, know? just put like like Mike Mayer will set a uh, glasses of water around the house to scare away the aliens. I'm down. It's an underrated movie. Man. It is I wish actually. It was, it's pretty good. I wish there was more cursing, but uh, man, M Night Shyamalan. That's his one yeah, good movie. But, uh, Unbreakable. I liked Unbreakable. In the Sixth Sense, but he's yeah. done a lot of stinkers lately. Oh, yeah. But Signs was Bomb decent. Jobs. Yeah. I, I think he's a big-time Eagles fan, uh, M. Night Shyamalan. I, 
Are you trolling or are you serious? No, I'm serious. Oh, okay. Like, why would I? Like, why would I? Tro- why I would know. I make up that M. Not M. Night Shyamalan is an Eagles fan? <laughs> like, of all the, the reigning Super Bowl champs, you know, I'm M. Night Shyamalan, big fan. But that's uh, oh, interesting. Could be a reckless, reckless speculation on my end, but uh, that's what I hear. Um, all right, uh, it is time to continue with our NFL season preview with this. Hey, let's go! NFC South preview. All right, here we go. Last season, I picked the New Orleans Saints to win this division, and they did. Okay, the New Orleans Saints, a division winner in the NFC South a year ago. I think that was one of the only picks I got right over the past 365 days. But uh, the South had also had uh, other playoff teams as well, two two other ones to be exact, Carolina and Atlanta, followed up by Tampa Bay and last. Regardless of what you saw on Thursday night, I will not let that steer me away from my pick. I had this down. I like this team. I like the roster. I've got the Atlanta Falcons winning the NFC South this year. Listen, Atlanta, and for people doubting whether or not they can rebound from an opening night loss when everything is sloppy and nobody's really ready to play, for everybody doubting that, just consider what Atlanta did a year ago. They come off a heartbreaking Super Bowl loss. They've got to hear about it every single week. They choke away the biggest game of their lives to the New England Patriots. And not only do they get back into the playoffs, they win on the road at L.A. against the Rams, and then they probably should have won at Philadelphia if not for Julio Jones not coming down with a football late in that game. Like, that showed me a lot about that team. Not so much, um, not only the talent. There's a lot of talent on the roster. But the culture, and they're a mentally tough team with a really good head coach. The offense, I think, is going to get better don't everybody panic. Uh, don't everybody blame Steve Sarkeesian. Matt Ryan, I, I put more of these struggles late game in that drive on Matt Ryan. Five passes against Philadelphia. Four of them went out of bounds. That's a Matt Ryan problem, not so much a Steve Sarkeesian problem. Julio Jones is going to figure it out. Mohamed Sanu is there. You've got Kelvin Ridley. I know Devonta Freeman was a little banged up, but Tevin Coleman is a serviceable back if Freeman's going to miss a significant amount of time. The O-line is a top-five unit in the league. And on defensively, I know Keon O'Neal is a big-time loss. He's a pro bowler, but I don't think it's enough for them to damage their chances at winning the NFC South. I still like the Atlanta Falcons to win the South. I love what they've done with that roster. A lot of homegrown talent. Atlanta wins the NFC South. I've got the New Orleans Saints to finish second in the South this season. They probably should have been in the NFC title game a year ago. Probably should have. The Minneapolis miracle, whatever the hell that was that Marcus Williams was doing on that play, who knows. But nonetheless, New Orleans had that game won, and they lost So New Orleans comes back. Drew Brees feels like he's getting better, and it seems like his job is getting easier. The Alvin Kamara-Mark Ingram duo took that offense to a completely different level. Threat-wise, you've now got to concern yourself not just with the passing game, but the running game as well, too. I know Mark Ingram has suspended the first four games of the season. They're going to be fine. They'll 
they gave up a lot to get Marcus Davenport in the, in the draft. They felt like they needed another edge rusher, but if he turns into what they think he will, I think that defense goes from good to very good in a hurry. I like their schedule early on. They get a home game against Tampa Bay and a home game against Cleveland, but after the bye, it gets nasty. New Orleans goes on the road against Baltimore, on the road against Minnesota, then they get the Rams at home. In November, they get Philly, Atlanta next on a short week, and at Dallas on Thanksgiving, which is the first of three straight games on the road, and then you get Pittsburgh. That's rough. They're a good football team, but I think that schedule and the difficulty of it is going to mess with them a little bit down the stretch. Thus, I like New Orleans finishing second. Tampa Bay is going to finish third in the NFC South. Okay, we know about the first three games. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick, all of that stuff. But I actually think it's a bounce back year for Jameis Winston. He's heard all the doubters all offseason. He's heard people talk about maybe Tampa Bay doesn't want him around long term. Maybe they're going to be in the market for a quarterback. Should they trade for Teddy Bridgewater? All of that stuff. But I think Jameis Winston still has weapons on the outside, and I think he's going to be fine, and I think he's going to improve. The defense has to be better. You want to know why they got to be better? Because it's hard for them to be much worse. They had 22 sacks last year combined as a team. The addition of Jason Pierre-Paul is going to help. They won't be a playoff team, but I think Tampa Bay avoids finishing last in the division for a second consecutive year. I've got the Carolina Panthers finishing last. There's a lot to like about the team, but I wonder when Cam Cam Newton starts to show the wear and tear of his playing style. I really do. At some point, you've got to question whether or not this guy physically can hold up and take the pounding that he does. He took a nasty spill in the preseason against the New England Patriots, suffered a black eye. He's getting up there in age. It seems like he's getting up slower and slower each time. He took a beating in the playoff game a year ago. Make no mistake, I like Cam Newton. I really do. Okay, A lot of people think I can't stand the guy. I just think he's a different quarterback, and he's not one that's built to be a 15-year veteran. I think we're going to start to see that wear and tear. Christian McCaffrey should have a big year. I don't know that McCaffrey being the focal point of the run uh, run and the pass game is a recipe for success, sustained success at least. I think North Turner taking over as offensive coordinator. I don't know how he fits. Um, the one real mobile quarterback that North Turner ever worked with was Doug Flutie. It's been a long time, okay? And it was at the end of Doug Flutie's career. He coached Teddy Bridgewater in Minnesota, but the numbers were pedestrian. North Turner uh, uh, has had success in the NFL, but it's been a little while. And how he left Minnesota previously to this is a little bit, a little bit odd. There were a lot of uh, odd circumstances around all of it. Much like Baltimore, I never worry about defense in Carolina. I just think between Cam's health between the, the toughness in the division, I think Carolina's in a difficult spot, and i like them to finish last in the NFC South. So, with that, I've got Atlanta finishing first, followed by New Orleans, Tampa Bay, and Carolina, and that is the NFC South for 2018. Oh, come on, studio audience here? They can't give me a damn round of applause on time? <laughs> F you guys. You really like that sound drop, don't you, Sam? That old school uh, tackle is that a video game? As you uh, as you phrased it, Godzilla taking a dump. Is that did I say that one time? Yes, you did. Forget some of the stuff I say. I'm All sure right. you do. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next here on FSR, we are going to play Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. It's the hottest game in sports talk radio. We were gone for a week, but we're back, and we're back next. 
First, though, let's find out what's trending. Thank you very much, Jonas. And we begin, of course, with college football. The big upset tonight, well, it happened out in the desert. A 28-yard attempt to win the game. Here we go. There's the snap. Ball's down. The kick is up. It's on its way. The kick is good! And Arizona State has won it over Michigan State. 16-13! to The ASU Sun Devil Radio Network with the call as number 15 Michigan State falls. Number 20 Boise State, no problem with UConn, 62-7. to Kentucky, their first win over number 25 Florida in 31 years. They beat the Gators 27-16. Number two, Clemson, a road win at Texas A&M, 28-26. While number number 10, Stanford, no problem with number 17, Southern Cal. They hammered the offense into a box, 17-3. The final score there. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Le'Veon Bell not reporting to the Steelers. He will not play in the opener against the Cleveland Browns. Earl Thomas did show up for the Seahawks, and he is expected to start for Seattle against Denver. And with the start of the NFL season, well, let's look at those highest earners of all time. You know, folks like Stone Cold Steve Austin and Jenna Jameson, John Cena, and Tara Patrick. That's right, it's the NFL Kickoff Edition, a pro wrestler, a porn star. Woo! Thanks, Ralph. As we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Right now, it's time. Is it a pro wrestler? Or a porn star. Genitalia. I love that. You have an affection for Big Mac. Time to guess that name. <laughs> yeah, every single week at this time, we play... Well, not every single week. That's a lie. Sorry, I just lied to you. Stop the music. I, I can't, liar! Stop, just stop the music. Stop it. Just just kill the music. Kill it. Kill it all. Okay, I cannot start out the segment with a lie. Hold He's on. a liar! Hold on a second. Let me take a sip out of this 40. Hold on. Let me get... Uh, Mm. little uh, old English to get you fired up for a pro wrestler or porn star. All right. fine to eat. And, and that's fine to drink, too, uh, Barf Grills. Uh, all right, I'm ready. Yeah. Is it a pro wrestler? <laughs> or a porn star? Genitalia. I love that. You have an affection for Big Mac. Time to guess that name. Yeah, <laughs> it is that time. Pro wrestler or porn star. We do it. Almost every single week here on Fox Sports Radio. We were not here last week, so we are here this week, and we fire this bad boy back up. We have got a, I mean, if you doubt the popularity of this segment, I dare you to call 877-99 on Fox right now. We've got a thousand phone lines overflowing with people who want to talk pro wrestling and want to talk porn. So uh, let's get it started. Uh, Let's go all the way to William, who's in Pennsylvania here on Fox Sports Radio. William, what's happening, man? Not much, and you? Uh, just doing a radio show, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on, man? What's your uh, What's your Sunday morning looking like? Uh, just catching up on some sleep later on. All right. Well, hopefully it's uh, after this show is over. Yeah, it will be. No. Good. It's that kind of loyalty we appreciate. Now, I know you're in Pennsylvania. Are you a Steeler fan or an Eagle fan? None. Jacksonville. That makes sense. 
Makes a lot of sense. Uh, why a why a Jaguars fan? Just don't know. I'm regretting it. To be honest with you. Let's go to uh, Ben, who's in Nebraska, listening on Fox Sports Radio. Ben, what's happening? Not too much, man. How you doing? Good. Uh, uh, what's uh, man? Uh, Scott Frost. Oh, I know. What a bummer. That's a rough one. Listen, what, what, one injury changes the course of that entire game. It was kind of nice seeing the the old Big Twelve uh, back at it, right? Colorado, Nebraska. That was fun, man. Oh yeah, good old Big Eight rivalry. Yeah, all you needed was uh, Corey Schlesinger and Katie Nida, and it was like the Big Twelve all over again. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I really got to get a life. All right, here we go. Uh, here's here's how this works, guys. We've got uh, William in Pennsylvania. We've got Ben in Nebraska. I've got a list of names here. It's either the name of a pro wrestler or the name of a porn star. I'm going to start with Will. I'm going to go to Ben. If we're tied at the end of this list, we go to uh, sudden death overtime. Easy enough. Easy yeah. enough. Here we go. Will in Pennsylvania, first up here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Will, the name for you here is Kirsten Coyote, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Yeah, I go with the Porn Star. That is correct. There it is. A lot of penetration. <laughs> you uh, familiar with the work there, huh, Will? Pretty uh, no. quick trigger on the uh, answer. All right. Uh, ben in Nebraska next up here on uh, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Ben, uh, what about Laura Lyon, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star? I'm going to go Pro Wrestler on that one. Oh, that is incorrect. Wow, Porn Star. That's a, that was a tough one. That's a tough one. Some of these are really, really difficult. Uh, back over to Will we go, holding on to a one-point lead here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Uh, Will, the next name up for you here is Giant Haystacks. Pro wrestler. Hey, Will. Wrestler. Will. Yeah. Hey. Just uh, pump the brakes, man. All right, let's let's let this breathe a little bit. Uh, Relax. By the way, who's got the phone inside their mouth right now? Who is that? Is that Will? <laughs> what do you? Like, what do you? Like, it's not a mouthpiece, Will. It's just a phone. Okay. All right, here we go. Okay. All right, so you, but you are correct, Will. That is a pro wrestler. Oh, yeah, that is the correct answer. Uh, back over to uh, Ben in Nebraska. We go, Ben, look, you're down 2 nothing here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. This is not what we needed after the Cornhuskers' tough loss. So here we go, Ben, looking to get on the board. The next name up for you here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star is Ladybeard, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. That is a pro wrestler. That is correct, Ben. That is correct. That is a high-pressure situation, and you handled it well. Over to Will in Pennsylvania we go here on Fox Sports Radio. Will, next name up for you here is Janet Nasty, pro wrestler or porn star? Porn star. That is correct. Will is on fire. Back over to Ben in Nebraska we go. Ben. Uh, the name I just gave Will was Janet Nasty. The name I've got for you here is Dick Nasty, pro wrestler or porn star. Huh? That is going to be a wrestler. That is incorrect. No. Yeah, both porn stars. Uh, that is incorrect. Dick Nasty, Nasty Booty Boy. Yeah, Dick Nasty Booty Boy, a porn star. 
Unbelievable. Uh, over to Will We Go here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Will, here's the situation, man. If you get this correct, the game's over. Because there's no possible way that Ben can win the game with this sort of a deficit. All right? So if you get this correct, the game is over. You ready for this? Ready. All right, here we go. Will in Pennsylvania to win the game here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star here on Fox Sports Radio. Cannonball Grizzly, pro wrestler or porn star? That sounds like a pro wrestler. But is it, though, Will? Yeah, pro wrestler. That is correct. He's done it. Oh, my God. Will has done it here on pro wrestler or porn star. An efficient effort, and it's all over. Hey, Ben, you ate. State... Keep the keep the faith in Scott Frost, man. It was fun seeing Nebraska, Nebraska packed to the house like that with that kind of energy. It was it was a throwback to the old Big Twelve days. You do, keep your guys' heads up, man. That's Absolutely, gonna, we'll turn it around. Yeah, it's going to be a fun program, man. Uh, oh yeah. So uh, so congrats. Call again, Ben. You're uh, you're at least a good sport about it. All right. So Will in Pennsylvania, the winner. Will this this is big time, man. Does this take away the sting of losing that AFC title game as as you being a Jacksonville Jaguar fan all the way up in Pennsylvania? Yeah, it does. Okay. What else, Will? Yay. What else is going Great on? Great feeling. Well, we... Not much, really. All right. We, we appreciate you, man. Uh, congratulations on the win. You earned Thank it. You. you really know your porn, and you really know your pro wrestling. So congratulations to Will in Pennsylvania, the winner here on Pro Wrestling with So there it is. A lot of heavy breathing in that segment. Anybody else notice that? A lot of heavy breathing. What's wrong, Sam? Like Iowa Sam is like bothered by something. What do you What are you bothered by? What's going on? What are you bothered? Nothing. By? No, okay. nothing. Just uh, just working, doing my job. All right. Yep. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Uh, all right, coming up next here on FSR, we've got another division in the NFL we've got to get to. Our NFL preview, we're wrapping that up, and then we've got Super Bowl picks later on. We've got so much to get to here on Fox Sports Radio. Another division in the NFL and a surprising result. Find out what we're talking about next on Fox Sports Radio. You just made the list! Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. So it is the first Sunday in the NFL. We have been doing our NFL season preview yesterday. We did our season preview for the AFC, went through every division. We are currently in the midst of doing our NFC season preview and picks. And so without further ado, we continue on. NFC North preview. So last season, the Minnesota Vikings ran away with the division and into the NFC title game. We all know how that happened and what went down when they got there. They were the only playoff team from the North a year ago and finished in order ahead of Detroit, Green Bay, and Chicago. This time around, this season, I like the Green Bay Packers to win the NFC North. I think Aaron Rodgers being back after an injury-riddled 2017, I think he's on a mission. He's got his new contract. 
He's the most talented quarterback in the league and maybe of all time. He loses Jordy Nelson, but he gets back Devontae Adams on a new deal. Jimmy Graham gives him a freak and a huge potential red zone target. The O-line can be very good if healthy, which was a problem and an issue a year ago. And I think the defense is going to improve under Mike Pettin, and they address the secondary in the draft by selecting two defensive backs with their first two two picks. I think Green Bay wins the NFC North. The second place team in the NFC North. This is going to be the most compelling race to finish second in the NFC North in the division. And it's going to be between Minnesota and Chicago. I actually think the Chicago Bears are going to finish second in the NFC North. I think they're going to be battling for Minnesota all year long. But ultimately, I think it goes to the Chicago Bears. A lot of changes offensively for Chicago. We know about the additions surrounding Mitch Trubisky. We know they've tried to, to, to really showcase him and give him enough around him to where they can utilize his talents and get the offense moving in a better direction because last year they were really, really stale. They're going all for the Eagles and the Rams model, which is build around the quarterback, build while you've got him on a rookie contract, and hope that you land enough key players that you can contend or get into the postseason. They could have a very good offensive line. If Kyle Long can stay healthy, they've got a real chance. Defensively, they got a major upgrade a week ago when they added Khalil Mack. That was the one concern that I had about the defense. What Vic Fangio has done there in Chicago with that defense with a lot of no-name players that you've never heard of has been really, really impressive. I think the addition of Khalil Mack makes them a scary front seven. They've got a lot of talent on that team. They play very fast. I think Khalil Mack adds another dynamic, which ultimately I think puts them over the top. I think they've done a tremendous job. Curious to see what Roquan Smith can do. They were a pass rusher away. They get Khalil Mack, but their schedule still is tough at times. They'll be improved. I don't see them as a playoff team yet, but I see them as a little bit better than Minnesota this upcoming season. The Vikings are a deep team, a really deep team. Uh, I like her cousins. I think they got better at the quarterback position, regardless of what went happened with Case Keenum a year ago. But there was a lot of magic that that came with last year's team. A lot of things went their way, a lot of bounces, plus the fact that you didn't have to deal with Aaron Rodgers majority of the season because he was healthy and you're the ones who injured him. So I like Cousins. I think he's an upgrade, but I just have concerns about the offensive line. They're missing two starters. The defense is great. I think Rick Spielman, the general manager, deserves more credit than he gets. He's one of the best run, uh, best general managers in football. They take care of their own, similar to the Atlanta Falcons. I just don't see a rerun of 2017 for the 2018 uh, Minnesota Vikings. And then I've got the Lions finishing last. I, I honestly, I, I don't know that there's that much of a difference between Minnesota, Chicago, and Detroit. In my opinion, you could see either of those teams in any reverse order finishing in the bottom three, but I just have a hard time buying Matt Patricia as a head coach. It's more gut feeling than anything. I think the defense is going to get better because he is a defensive-minded coach. I think Matt Stafford's going to have another solid year with an offensive line and a run game that should be better. But I just I, I I'm having a hard time putting Detroit over Minnesota and over Chicago. There's just not enough there to sell me on it. So the NFC North, I've got in this order, Green Bay finishing first, followed by the Bears, the Vikings, and the Detroit Lions. But look, that bottom three, 
you could flip those. Detroit could be second. The Bears could be fourth. I think it's a really tough division. Uh, after Green Bay, I think they're all going to be battling it out for second. All right. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. The NFL's here. Everybody's excited about it. It's the first Sunday in the NFL. It's like Christmas morning. If you don't celebrate Christmas, it's like something you do celebrate and really excited because you get to open gifts on that morning. We've had to deal with so much crap, so many lame stories, so many bad takes, so many crummy NBA games, but it is finally here, and the all-NFL hour here on Fox Sports Radio is coming up next here on FSR. Oh, man. It's finally back. We did it, everybody. Take a bow. All the crap we had to sit through while the NFL was gone. All of it. Just think, I mean, go through the list. We talked about this. We we paid our respects. We said goodbye to all of these garbage stories that we had to discuss and talk about and go over. Just think about it all. Keep that music cranking, man. I love it. It's it is the most wonderful time of the year. I want you to think about the time that we did segments on sports radio talking about why MLB stars aren't more marketable. I want you to think about the time we spent on national radio talking about what's wrong with U.S. soccer. I want you to think about all the discussions about whether or not the Warriors were bad for the NBA or the MJ versus LeBron discussions or why did somebody tag up LeBron's mural that was freshly painted in L.A. or why why is the president being so mean on Twitter? Why did Conor McGregor throw a dolly through a bus window? Why is the U.S. golf course... Open golf course too difficult. Well, why did that assistant coach at Ohio State order chains, whips, and a ball gag and get it sent to the Woody Hayes facility at Ohio State in Columbus? All of that we bid farewell to on yesterday's show, and we welcome in the National Football League. It's finally effing here. Take a bow, round of applause for everybody that sat through it and had to deal with that garbage over all these months. <sighs> By the way, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. We come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I'm telling you, man, when you're a little kid, Christmas morning is awesome. Even if you don't get like a lot of gifts. Like we never, There was a, a point in time we just really didn't get a lot of gifts. Uh, I didn't grow up with a whole lot of money. But it was still exciting because you knew you were probably going to get something. They would figure out something. Your parents, even if they didn't have a lot of money, they would figure out something. But as you get older, you kind of lose less interest in Christmas. I don't have kids, but I've talked to people who do have kids, and they tell you that Christmas, there's a point in time after you grow up where you don't really care about it that much, and then you have kids, and it gets you excited for it again. Why don't have kids? You know what I get excited for? The start of the NFL season. That's what I get excited for. And it is finally here, the National Football League, the first Sunday in the NFL. We've been talking about uh, our NFC preview. We're going to have our our Super Bowl pick coming up later on in the show. We're going to have fantasy football advice from from the genius himself, Mike Harmon, in studio. We may even film that segment, uh, believe it or not. Harmon. 
I mean, there is so much to get to here on Fox Sports Radio. But I want to start because there's a lot of compelling storylines. We don't have time to get to every single game. But I want to talk about a few games to start off this hour here on Fox Sports Radio in the NFL that I think have some interesting storylines. So let's get it started. Steelers and Browns. So Le'Veon Bell didn't even make the trip with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I was saying this earlier, you can look at this a couple of different ways, and I think that says a lot about Le'Veon Bell and how they view him in the locker room. But you can look at this a couple of different ways. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this is a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff in Cleveland, weather will be an issue. Okay, it will be an issue. Apparently, one of the weather reports says that there's a 100% chance of rain. I'm not even 100% chance. I'm not even 100% sure that I'm a man, let alone 100% sure on anything. There's a 100% chance of rain in the Brown Steelers game. So that's going to be a fun watch all the way around. Mix that in with sloppy play because it's the first uh, first uh, game of the season for these teams. I think it's going to be a good time to watch, but Le'Veon Bell not being there, I actually think it's going to galvanize the team. I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think they've made their 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 point. I think they've made their stance. They're gonna they're gonna draw the line in the sand. Le'Veon Bell's on one side, the rest of the team is on the other, or at least the vocal part of the team. I actually think it's gonna benefit the Steelers, and I think the Steelers are gonna come out uh, ready to roar. I think it's gonna be a fun game to watch. Texans and Patriots. I've heard uh, quite a few people. This also is a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff. I've heard quite a few people talk about how they like Houston in this spot. And I think it's because they saw Deshaun Watson light up the Patriots defense a year ago. And um, I'm, I'm just curious. Are we sure Deshaun Watson is the real deal? Like, we're, we're totally positive that Deshaun Watson is the real deal for the Houston Texans. Like, we're 100% sure. Because I keep hearing from everybody that he's like the next big thing in the NFL. He's got six starts in the league. Like, he started six games in the NFL. Like, how do you trust a guy with two major knee injuries and turnover issues? Guy had eight picks a year ago. He averages more than a pick a game. Like, I don't know when all of a sudden Deshaun Watson became the next great quarterback in the NFL. It's a little bizarre to me, but it feels like we're being forced the Deshaun Watson narrative. I chose the Houston Texans to win the AFC South, but I'm not ready to go all in with Deshaun Watson. I think there's this demise of the Patriots narrative going around, and I can't wait to see how New England responds after a a very, very questionable offseason, according to people who are are insiders and think they know the team better than most. Jaguars at New York Giants. Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. This is fun, man. This is a fun matchup. I absolutely love this matchup. It's one of my favorite games of the weekend. And it's not just because of the Jalen Ramsey-Odell Beckham matchup. Uh, It's because I think the New York Giants could really surprise some people this season. I really, really do. I think a lot went wrong last year in New York. Um, I think Jacksonville still has this one thing that a lot of teams in the NFL don't have, and his name is Blake Bortles. I said it on the show yesterday. I really, really want to believe in Blake Bortles. I like sticking up for the players that everybody mocks and everybody picks on. I became more of a J.R. Smith fan 
when he forgot that he was playing a professional basketball game in the playoffs. I really did. I'm not making that up. Like, I became more of a fan. Well, that and also uh, that T-shirt that came out when he wrote that girl something in the DM. uh, But never mind that. Um, I, I just... Blake Bortles might be the biggest wild card at quarterback for any team in the NFL, but I, I love the defense in Jacksonville. I love the revamped New York Giant offense. I want to see what Eli Manning is like under this Pat Shermer system there in New York. That's going to be a fun watch. 1 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. Seahawks at Broncos. This is a 4.25 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on Fox. There has been a lot of drama in recent days surrounding the Seattle Seahawks, most notably because of that MMQB article that came out talking about the divide, that, that really it's Russell Wilson at the center of the issue between all the the uh, older players in Seattle, a lot of the um, the linchpins of that, of that defense in Seattle and uh, the Legion of Boom and all those guys. And that Pete Carroll and the organization basically sided with Russell Wilson. A pretty damning piece uh, of talking about the dysfunction and why they were the dynasty that never was. And a lot of anger and resentment felt towards Russell Wilson. So there's a lot going on with the, with the Seattle Seahawks. They look completely different than what they've looked like over the past several years. Denver surprisingly is a tough team at home early in the season because of the altitude, because the players aren't in shape yet. Denver gets three of their first four games. I said it yesterday on the show. Don't be surprised if the Broncos go three and one to start the season and then blow hard Bronco fans. Got to tell you about how you didn't know what you were talking about. This team's the real deal. I'm not buying it. I just think this is an an interesting matchup because It's a quarterback league, right? We all acknowledge it's a quarterback league. Well, Seattle clearly has the best quarterback of the matchup. I mean, they clearly have the best quarterback. But because of the other circumstances, whether it's the dysfunction of the Seahawks or the altitude and everything else, I think this one is a fun game to watch. Uh, 425 Eastern Time on Fox, Seattle at Denver. Bears at Packers. Look, it's Sunday night football. This game was going to be fun regardless because it's Aaron Rodgers. He's back. It's a great rivalry, but this game really got good over the last week. The addition of Khalil Mack, just from an entertainment standpoint, I don't think Mack is going to have that much of an impact because I think Green Bay is going to try and empty his gas tank early. I really, really do. I think Green Bay is going to look at a guy who hasn't been in camp who didn't play in the preseason. I think they're going to go hurry up. I think they're going to make him chase Aaron Rodgers. I think they're going to uh, uh, scheme away from Khalil Mack and try and wear him out early. But I think it's fun. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, you know there'll be a gambling reference. Uh, Chris Collinsworth's aw shucks behavior in the booth. I love it. I can't wait for it. Plus, I'll be on the air with Brady Quinn when it's all going down. So that'll be a fun one to watch as well. Sunday Night Football, Bears-Packers. New York Jets and Lions. 7-10 Eastern time on Monday night. It's the dual Monday night football games, which I actually think they should get rid of the Thursday night game and, and have two Monday night football games every single week. And for people out there on the East Coast saying, well, no, I mean, come on, man. Like, that's not fair because uh, now the, the one game on Monday night starts at 10-15 Eastern time. What about us on the Eastern time zone? Uh, what about us? We can't stay up that late. Tough balls. Move for the season. Get a side job. Come out to the West Coast. Go to Hawaii. 
Go live in an igloo in Alaska with Wi-Fi and hang out with uh, somebody filming a Klondike commercial. I don't care. Start the games as late as possible. Doesn't affect me. Not my problem. Your problem. Not mine. But I digress. We get Sam Darnold making his debut in primetime. I think I, I want to see how Matt Patricia schemes for this. He knows the New York Jets. It's his debut as Lions head coach. Everybody is fawning and drooling and foaming over uh, Sam Darnold and how good he's going to look like on Monday Night Football in his debut. I think Matt Patricia is going to have something for him. He knows the Jets personnel from all those years in New England. That'll be a fun one to watch based on the Darnold matchup against Matt Patricia and knowing that Jets team so well. L.A. Rams and Raiders. Oh, man. To wrap up week one, 10-15 Eastern time kickoff. I hope it goes later just as a bleep you to people on the East Coast. I'm kidding. It's a joke. We're just busting balls here. Come on. We're teasing. I actually don't hope it goes later. I actually hope it wraps up early. I don't want to be up that late either. Uh, But anyways, um, we have got Rams, Raiders, Monday Night Football in the toilet bowl known as the O.co that once overflowed urine and feces onto the field to play. John Gruden's back. There's a lot of drama in the last week following the Mac trade. I want to see how the team responds. I think the Raiders are going to be better than people give them credit for. I think there's a lot of overreaction. I don't think that... They're going to miss Khalil Mack as much from an X's and O's standpoint as they might in the locker room. Look, he was there last year, and they were a bottom 10 defense in the NFL. So uh, what are you really missing? I think they made the right move. I get why the Raiders did it. I get why the Bears did it. On the Rams side, I want to see Jared Goff. He hasn't thrown a single pass in an actual game since January. The last time he threw a pass in a game... In an actual NFL game, Isaiah Thomas was a member of the Cavs. It's been a while. So I want to see how that plays out. You get the return of Gruden going up against Sean McVay. It's going to be a, it's going to be a blast. So we got two Monday night games. we got a busy Sunday uh, a schedule of games. Sunday night football Bears Packers. Fired up about it. Good times. So excited. I mean, there's, I mean, there's other games out there that are that, that are just as interesting to, to look at and talk about as well, too. We can't get to all of them, man. It's only a three-hour show. I mean, look, I'd love to spend a full segment on uh, the Titans and the Dolphins. I just don't want you to doze off while you're driving around. Man. I mean, look, it's uh, how many people you think are going to be a Titans-Dolphins? Like, like, I even, like over under 65,000. Hammer the under. Like, hammer the under of uh, Titans-Dolphins attendance. All right. And in fact, I, I wouldn't even go to the game if I were you. I would just watch on Fox. I would just watch on Fox. Don't even go to the game. Just watch it all on Fox. All right. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next here on FSR. You can get me on Twitter, by the way, if I pissed you off, at the Jonas Knox. We continue our NFL preview, our final division preview, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We will continue our NFL season preview. We've got one division left. We have previewed every single division. We did the entire AFC on yesterday's show. We have banged out three of four divisions in the NFC here. Uh, So we will get to that here coming up uh, just a, a couple of minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. 
Uh, people are very upset with me. <laughs> I can't say this word on the air. I can't say two of these words on the air. So I would just encourage you, if you want to know uh, what someone just tweeted me, go to my Twitter account, at the Jonas Knox. Go right now, at the Jonas Knox. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah. I have just retweeted it. At the Jonas Knox, if you go to my Twitter account, and you will see what I have been called because I may or may not have picked somebody's team to finish second instead of first in their division. And then you realize the savages and psychopaths that make up a small percentage of the listening audience of this time slot. That'll give you you a little bit of a... uh, a peek behind the scenes as to what I have to deal with. But it's all right, though. Uh, We will have, coming up uh, five minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we are going to have um, the return of something that we did a year ago. It was a lot of fun. If you like fantasy football, all right, but you like fantasy football and you like the truth about fantasy football, starts and sits and why you do it and trends and all that, do not go anywhere Five, six minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we will get back into that. Uh, Right now, though, it is time. We have one division left in the NFL, one more division to preview. Let's find out who it is. Blue 58! Hey, let's go! NFC East preview. Look, the Philadelphia Eagles won the division. They won the Super Bowl a year ago. The Cowboys finished second, and then you had the Redskins, and then you had the New York Giants, who were a complete disaster. This year, and I know what you're thinking, we've already got one game in the books. You already know what the Eagles are. This isn't fair. Not so fast, my friend, as Lee Corso would say. I do not care about what I saw on Thursday night. That didn't factor into my picks at all because I think the New York Giants are going to win the NFC East. The Giants were a playoff team two years ago, and then they were a a three-win team with injuries last season dealing with bad coaching and dysfunction. I think they're more like the playoff team and less like the vomit bucket they were a year ago. I think Pat Shermer takes over, and I think he re-energizes Eli Manning. I think that offense has to be better because they can't get much worse. We know about Odell Beckham. We know about his big-time contract. You put that to bed now. He finally got paid. That's no longer a conversation. The addition of Saquon Barkley could be huge. I'm not the biggest Saquon Barkley fan. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of boom bust potential with Saquon Saquon Barkley. If you saw any of his box scores or any of his stats at Penn State, a lot of long runs that he would break off, but he did disappear at times during games. The addition will improve their running game, no doubt about it, because the offensive line got better, no questions asked. Nate Soldier was an addition on the offensive line. He got better. Will Hernandez was a draft pick, and Will Hernandez introduced himself to the team by getting into a brawl in one of the first practices as a team, and he handles, handled himself quite well. The schedule scares me early on. Five of their first seven games are against playoff teams a year ago, but I think the division may be decided week 17 at home against Dallas in that spot. I will take the home team every single time. In this case, it's the Giants, so I like the New York Giants to win the NFC East. I think the Cowboys are going to be down in the division race down to the wire, and it will be decided by that last game. Because they're the road team, I side with the Giants in winning that. Look, even with the loss of Jason Witten 
and Des Bryant. I still like Dak Prescott, and maybe I like him more than a lot of people do. I think I think last year was just a little bit out of sorts all the way around. Ezekiel Elliott dealing with his issues, um, you know, a, a, a Tony Romo deciding to retire. It just was kind of an odd year for the Dallas Cowboys. The O line was a little banged up in the preseason. I'm a little concerned with that, but I think they're going to figure it out. Zeke is back for a full season, barring injury. The defense has got a chance to be a top five, top ten unit in the league. The Week 17 matchup, as I mentioned, is going to be the deciding factor in this division, but I do like the Cowboys to finish second. I think the Eagles coming off the Super Bowl, regardless of what you saw in Week 1 and whatever you think of the defense, I think the Eagles coming off the Super Bowl had a less than desirable preseason. Nick Foles is just not very good, man. He's a backup quarterback. He's going to get exposed over time, and I think he already has. Carson Wentz is going to miss more time than people realize. Who knows about Alshon Jeffrey? I love the defense. I do love their depth. I think they're going to be in every game. But you've now got a first-place schedule, and I just sense a letdown. You can you can fixate all you want on the first game of the season, and you're 1-0, and congratulations on that. I just think there's going to be a letdown. It's a city that hasn't had a champion like this before. It's a city where the pressure is always on, and and once you finally win, you've seen it with the Cubs, you saw it with the Red Sox. I think people just by nature take the foot off the gas. I think that's why Malcolm Jenkins wanted those banners removed from the locker room. I think he got a sense of it there. We'll see how it plays out. But right now, I like Philadelphia to finish third. And then I've got the Redskins finishing last in the division, and it's not so much because of, of their team. I don't think they have a bad team. I just think it's an indictment of the difficulty in their division. Potentially three playoff teams. Like, you could make the argument that much like the NFC South a year ago, the NFC East could have three playoff teams this year. I like Alex Smith. I think not having to deal with the constant Kirk Cousins, is he going to sign? Is he the future quarterback there? I think that's only going to benefit them. They've been dealing with that for two years. It's gone. I think it's going to be a welcome vibe. I just don't think they have enough. Uh, I think they get a real bad break in the preseason. The injury to Darius Geis is brutal. Who the hell knows what Adrian Peterson has got left in in the tank, but he's their starting running back. Who saw that coming at the start of training camp? But I've got the Washington Redskins finishing last, and I've got the Giants winning the NFC East, followed by Dallas and Philadelphia. And that is your NFC East season preview. All right. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Um, Coming up next, and we'll have all our playoff and Super Bowl picks coming up uh, at the end of the show. Coming up next, though, it is the return of something special, right? A huge return. If you want to win money this weekend in the NFL, do not go anywhere. That is next. For all the latest, though, it's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And it was a big win for the Kentucky Wildcats on Saturday taking out number 25 Florida, the first win over the Gators in 31 years. Kentucky wins it 27-16. to Meanwhile, Arizona State with the upset of the day, taking out number 15 Michigan State, 16-13. A good win for number two Clemson. They were victorious at Texas A&M, 28-26. Well, the rest of the top 10, no problem in their games, except for number eight Notre Dame. They had a little bit of a stumble, but still won over Ball State. 24 to 16. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. 
Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience on the Diamonds. Colorado has extended their lead in the National League West to a game and a half over L.A. That's after a 4-2 win over the Dodgers. Arizona, two and a half games back. They fell to Atlanta, 5-4. And as we get started looking at the NFL late fantasy picks for the first NFL Sunday, Jonas, I know uh, you agree with me going to choose a running back to start today it should be Le'Veon Bell right oh come on yeah, th- yeah this is out of line Ralph I mean people people need uh news they need tips they need advice there's a lot on the line here and we've got Ralph who's turned this into like a comedy routine I think I think it, I'm offended anybody else offended I I am totally offended if Ralph, Le'Veon up. Bell is Ralph. on your uh fantasy roster you should be offended oh my god I I can't take this anymore. This is just totally out of line by Ralph Irvin. Unbelievable behavior by a broadcast professional here. It's why we call him the most violent man in sports talk radio. Uh, By the way, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Ladies and gentlemen, I look to my right which I believe would be, if you're looking at your phone, that would probably be your right to, I have no idea. Anyways, Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio's fantasy football insider. You hear him every Sunday morning during the NFL season with Dan Beyer, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern time. That's uh, 6 to 8 Pacific time and 3 to 5 Hawaii time Mike <laughs> Harmon in studio for a little for a little uh what do we call it cosmic uh a fantasy football talk yeah, I think that little, sounds about right yeah, yeah, a little disco fantasy yeah, is, disco is what fantasy. we used to call it yeah. but we've it got yeah it looks like we're cosmic bowling here we've got disco lights in now is this being filmed right now or yeah we we're, we're working on the the film the internet connections okay here sometimes are uh, a yep. little dicey but uh, you uh, don't say how about that <laughs> but yeah we're uh we're ready for uh, a fantastic 2018 it's got to be better than it was thursday night i mean like i said it was like beer and pizza and sex it was still football oh wow uh, look you know i this is what i want to ask you because i think when teams aren't playing starters in the preseason because health is such an issue in the NFL, I think you're going to get a lot of rusty games. You're going to get a lot of bad performances. But at, from a fantasy football standpoint, like who are the guys out there? If you could name a couple of guys in each key position fantasy football-wise, who are the guys out there that regardless of it being week one and sloppy play and potentially a bad matchup, you are playing no matter what? Well, set it and forget it. I don't care who's trying to chase down Tom Brady and who's catching the ball. He's still in your lineup, right? Chris Hogan, Rob Gronkowski, James White, that should be enough to get it done as you flow through. So for for me, he jumps right off the page. You, you look at you know Aaron Rodgers. Yes, the Bears added more heat to the pass rush. Once again, you're still expecting him to get it done. And this goes back to the age-old argument that I've had with football players, football executives, and people that in an old old time kind of thinking of how do I play fantasy football? And I, I can't pick a rival. I hate those guys. Like you're not pitching a shutout. Okay, (sighs) most what do you get? Seven to ten a year, maybe. Okay, guys are going to score their points. Better they're on your roster and helping you to a win. You still want the Packers to lose in shootouts. 
And that's what you're going to look for if you're from Chicago. That's the deal. Uh, It's like finding out your wife fooled around on you with another guy and then refusing to hire him because he slept with your wife. Are you kidding me? I want nothing more than to have that guy work for me. I'm going to make his life a living hell. Well, you'll make make him a living hell, and you'll be able to grind him into the ground. There's no question about it. Uh, David Johnson no matter what the offensive line looks like, because remember what they did to him two years ago? Yep. You had four different quarterbacks and a bad offensive line. What did he do? He went for 2,000 total yards. So you've got greatness there as well. And until we're, uh, we see otherwise, I'll, I'll keep running Ezekiel Elliott uh, until he falls down. Again, bad offensive line with their issues. Frederick not going to go. We don't know who the receivers are, but those are guys that just you know you're getting your volume touches. Set it and forget it like a Ronco product. Yeah. Um, by the way, I do want to stop. Uh, we uh, just to to keep everybody up to date here. This is this happens every single week at this time where I get harassed by Andy Furman, Fox Sports Radio legend. Here, hi Andy um, Furman. Yeah, Andy Furman. So I don't have time to call him. So I'm just going to do this on the air. Hey Andy, shut up. Stop tweeting me and close out your bar tab. Okay. Wow. We're trying to there do a go. show here. Spit Nicely in done. your face. Right. In the face. Uh, Mike Harmon with us here. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio's fantasy football insider at Swollen Dome on Twitter. Uh, he will be on with Dan Byer 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern time. Fox Football Fantasy. Best fantasy football show and advice anywhere on the oh, radio here, here on Fox Sports Radio. Le'Veon Bell. Okay, from a couple of standpoints, because this is a, a, a situation I don't recall a situation like this since Emmett Smith in the 90s when he was pissed off he didn't get his contract and he waited two weeks in and then Jerry Jones realized ooh we really got to get that guy back let's sign Emmett Smith and give him his money Le'Veon Bell doesn't make the trip with the Pittsburgh Steelers they're going into Cleveland without arguably their best player on offense or their most important player on offense first from just the weak standpoint, this matchup against Cleveland, how does that impact other players on Pittsburgh? Does Roethlisberger have more value? Antonio Brown, what do you see in Pittsburgh? Well, what I love is that we get to focus on an offensive line being all ticked off. More so oh, than yeah. I think we ever have, right? Good. So I want to see these guys firing off the line. I mean, we're talking about 100% chance of rain. I heard you talking about it a little bit earlier. There's no other sure thing in life. Oh, no kidding. Other than we're going to die. And if you don't pay taxes long enough, the government will come and stalk you. I'm ser- Beyond that. I'm, I'm serious. Like I, I'm not 100% sure that I'm actually a man sometimes. I, I swear to God. So like, I, the- Hey, I saw The Greatest Showman. <laughs> Every, anybody can <laughs> I mean, have a beard. I saw The Crying Game. You know? Well, you can go, the, go a little deeper. Right, hey, so if you haven't bad, seen it, baby. folks, hit the Google machine. <laughs> Uh, and educate yourself on that one. By the uh, way, if you'd like to see a preview of the crying game, you can you can do so on Twitter at Andy Furman FSR. Uh, go ahead. Uh, how about that? Uh, so James Conner for me today is a is a RB one. So he's a top twelve play for me because I think you're going to get good volume. You got Antonio Brown, Juju Smith Schuster. I think Vance McDonald's a sneaky play at tight end because of the weather conditions. Try to get the short passing game going that you'll have an opportunity there. Uh, but I'm looking for the Steelers and the offensive line. I, I don't think I've seen anything this compelling that wasn't a skill position in a long time. Just how salty those guys were. You know they're going to try to get Connor off early and often. Now, what did Le'Veon, what was his average? pick selection in most drafts because there's a lot of people that got completely screwed here. I mean, they they took a guy assuming he was going to be the focal point in the middle of a contract dispute, and now he's not showing up week one. How many people 
would you venture to guess? I mean, you don't have to give me an actual number, obviously, yeah. but got screwed because they took Le'Veon Bell early. I mean, you're talking about, well, except for the last probably four or five days, any draft that occurred before Labor Day weekend, you're looking at a top three pick in every league. Outside of injury, has this ever happened in fantasy football? Not, no. That's no. crazy. Other than a guy blowing out his knee or, or something terrible happening. No, you, <laughs> you've got crazy, nothing. Right? But what it was funny was coming into this season, right, we, we've long talked about handcuffs. And again, it's that kind of hour slide over baby uh, as you're heading home from uh, the watering hole. Good, good luck to you. The the fact of the matter is we, we talked about handcuffs a long time ago, right? You always wanted the second guy, and, and we don't have that anymore in, in for most teams because we've already got two to three man situations in most backfields. But here was an opportunity. He, James Conner was the only guy that you stood up and said, okay, based on what Le'Veon Bell's doing, if you draft Le'Veon Bell, you've got to come back for James Conner. I don't know that everybody took that advice, and went, ended up scrambling out on the waiver wire after this really got dire. Uh, but certainly for the Steelers, you know they want to run the football. And, and look, I understand the the point, and his agent even said it, and he didn't put it as bluntly as I have. They're going to run him until he's tripping on his tongue once he finally records. Oh, it's like what the Brewers did to CC Sabathia when they traded for him at the Every deadline. third day. Yep. Here you go. Take Threw the ball, there. big man. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised he, his arm didn't vaporize into thin air like that like that weirdo off the, the movie Powder. Oh, nicely done. Where did that come That's from? a nice reference. Um, right yeah, no, I, I, just, I, I, I was thinking about that. Have we ever seen this from a fantasy standpoint where a guy outside of injury just didn't show up the first week of the season because he's in a contract dispute? And what does that do? I mean, how many has he? I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that people have been dropping him, other than in maybe daily fantasy plays. But that's bad, man. I've yeah, you never just seen have this to before. stash him and hope that they can come to some kind of agreement and get him in and, and rolling. Otherwise, you're looking at week ten, week eleven. Hell, he'll be fresh for the playoff stretch. Man. If you're able to survive it, then suddenly you've got a guy with uh, a lot of miles that'll be run on him in the final seven weeks of the year. But in the interim. It's a wasted roster spot. Uh, Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio's Fantasy Football Insider here on FSR. Jonas Knox uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, before we let you go, I want to ask you, Andrew Luck, Dak Prescott, a um, couple of thoughts on the return of Andrew Luck, Dak Prescott, not a lot of weapons this year. How do you see those guys panning out? Well, you got the balance. We talked about Ezekiel Elliott, so you at least know when Elliott's there, you'll, you'll get some kind of consistency. You were talking about the Giants. That's why I've got them running all the way to the Super Bowl. You get balance I like with him, Saquon man. Barkley, better I like him defense, a lot. better offensive line. Today, Odell Beckham Jr., do not be afraid of Jalen Ramsey. He will not follow him to the slot. He'll wave at him as he's standing on an island uh, and while he goes and, and obliterates some uh, woeful third cornerback along the way. Uh, but for Dak Prescott, Cole Beasley is going to be a big target for him today, I believe, probably looking at double digits when it's all said and done. Michael Gallup, a little bit of a sleeper. Andrew Luck, I just don't know what to expect. I do like Andy Dalton on the other side of that game, though. I like the Bengals yeah. quite a bit in this one. Joe Max, Mixon and everybody getting it done. But for Andrew Luck, I need two or three weeks before I'm going to trust at all. You got T.Y. Hilton and who? Jack Doyle? I mean, it's a good name. It's like he's you know, a Tom Cruise action hero. <laughs> Just this side <laughs> no of Jack it. Reacher. Yeah. See? I, yeah, I had <laughs> oh, to man, end this. There you go. Oh, come on. Hey, pro wrestler and porn star. A, a Jack Reacher reference. Unbelievable. By the way, if you'd like to reach uh, uh, Jack Reacher on Twitter, you can do so at Andy Furman FSR. Uh, Mike Harmon, uh, Fox Sports Radio's fantasy football insider. Get him on Twitter at Swollen Dome. 
Make sure you check out, uh, by the way, harass him all morning about fantasy Let's football advice it. and stick around. Dan Beyer, Mike Harmon, 9 to 11 Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio, Fox Football Fantasy, the best fantasy football show anywhere on the radio. Thanks, Mikey. Thanks, brother. Good to be back. Jonas Knox here on FSR. Coming up next here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, we have got our playoff picks and Super Bowl picks. I will tell you who I think is going to win the Super Bowl, and I do not have a good feeling about it. Find out who we're talking about next on FSR. Carmen. Oh, yeah, you hear the Celia Cruz. You know what that means. He means we're wrapping up shop here on Fox Sports Radio. Make sure you stick around, though, because 10 minutes from now, the NFL Sunday continues here on Fox Sports Radio, the opening NFL Sunday with Andy Furman and Brian No. They've got all sorts of stuff on the National Football League. So many games, so many storylines, so much drama. Le'Veon Bell not with the Steelers. So many. Uh, uh, it's such a such a great day, man. I don't for people that don't watch the NFL. I, I've told this story before. I remember I, I lived in this uh, with a couple of buddies. I lived in this uh, like townhouse complex years and years ago, and. There would be this one guy in our complex while we were watching football who would walk by to go do his laundry every single Sunday morning. And I know this isn't nice to say, and it's really judgmental, but every time he walked by, out loud I would say, wow, what a loser. What a loser. How could you not be watching the NFL? How could you be doing laundry on a Sunday? Like, I feel bad for people that don't have it in their lives. Fool. I'll probably end up working for that guy one day. I hope he's not listening. Uh, all right, um, so we will get to. Uh, I've got uh, my uh, my my playoff picks, my Super Bowl picks, uh, that coming up here. But uh, it is time for a little something that we do on the show called Out of Context. It's where Mike Mayer, our executive producer, makes people say really, really nasty and dirty things that could probably get us all fired. Out of context. It's time to make people in sports sound even worse than they already did this week. Similar to this long sentence that I just read. What? It's out of context. Wake me up you... Definitely worked really hard, you know, to try to get myself in this position. And, uh, you know, I think all the work's still in front of me. We used to talk about elevation all the time. And I love talking about it myself, just like I like talking about jackalopes. <laughs> now we're not riding this wave. There's going to be people throwing punches. There's going to be people eating poop. People are trying to divide us, and, and I wanted them gone. He wanted them here. I definitely think I'm ready for a full load. We'll get our ass off the mat and go back to work. I know how much frustration can, can be when you can't do the thing that you want to do. They can blow up my life, leave me lying on the side of the road. And that's okay. Enjoy your big broth roast. I actually have one at my house, <laughs> and if someone ever asks, is that real? I say, you damn right, it's real. Well, it just wears on you, and uh, I lose Ooh. quite a bit of water weight. Couldn't get enough. I filled my belly. Oh, my gosh, I can't feel it. All right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, man. All right, uh, well done, uh, Mike Mike the Nightmare. Just a uh, a disgusting human being. All right, so uh, as we wrap up here, we've gone through, we have pr- we have picked every single division in the NFL. We did the AFC last night. We did the NFC on, on the show today. So let's go ahead and recap. Here are what I think is going to happen in the AFC. Blue 58! Hey, let's go! AFC playoff picks. 
I like the New England Patriots to win the NFC East. I have got the Pittsburgh Steelers winning the AFC North. And I've got the Houston Texans winning the South. The Chargers winning the AFC West. And my playoff teams are the Baltimore Ravens and, believe it or not, the Oakland Raiders. I think the Oakland Raiders are going to surprise some people. I like the Raiders to get that last wild card spot in the AFC. NFC playoff picks. I got the Giants winning the NFC East. I've got the Packers winning the North. I've got the Atlanta Falcons, regardless of what you saw on opening night, winning the NFC South. The LA Rams, too good to be true, possibly, but too much talent. I got the Rams winning the NFC West. And my wild card teams in the NFC are going to be the Dallas Cowboys and the New Orleans Saints. My Super Bowl 53 matchup, I have got the L.A. Chargers beating the Green Bay Packers in Super Bowl 53. So take that. I wouldn't recommend betting on it because you'll probably lose. Uh, This has been a fun show, though. Iowa Sam, Ralph Irvin, Mike Harmon came in, Mike Mayer, executive producer. Enjoy your NFL Sunday. Furman and No next here on FSR. Jonas. Son of a bitch. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.